It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move towards the end of the top flight season. Today is all about the battle for Europe and the fight to beat the drop with St Mirren and Aberdeen fearful of getting dragged in when they face St Johnson and Dundee. Motherwell head to Dundee United, Hearts host Ross County and it's Livy Hibbs and tomorrow the small matter of a Celtic Rangers game that could all but decide the title. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this afternoon, Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Perth and Petaudry. Pressure and maybe even panic if things go wrong for Aberdeen and or St Mirren One within 14 for Aberdeen If they can't beat as good as Doom Dundee Then you could be excused using the word crisis St Mirren, 8 defeats and 9 under Stephen Robinson They're in free fall And they better find a parachute in Perth Or St Johnston will smell survival After a poor season for them The doomsday scenario is right this way, Dazzler Yeah, I'm looking forward to this afternoon In fact, I'm looking forward to the full weekend of football gone Very exciting A lot of clubs desperately need the win You know, our own team, Motherwell Desperate for a result up at Dundee United um, you look down the bottom of the league If Dundee have any chance They've got to go to Petaudry But just now If there's one place That you'd like to go to To try and get a result It's Petaudry Because they ain't playing particularly well And they can't win either And then you look at St Mirren Dragged right in there with St Johnston What a massive game that is Yeah pressure on both halves of the table You know Dundee United Motherwell Ross County Had good pressure Going for European football And trying to secure that um, But at the bottom half of the table Nerves I've been there before It's a tough afternoon When you know you need to dig out a result St John's and St Mirren Aberdeen Dundee A lot on the players' shoulders Come on then You can tweet all afternoon At Clyde SSB And of course We'll give you the nod When the open line is here A bit later on as well And the thing is Hugh It's been a massive week already We're yep. just reco- Well these two are just recovering From an 11 o'clock finish On Thursday night Rangers in Europe uh, And then of course the big one in the east end of Glasgow tomorrow Yeah, I mean a game Which if Celtic win Ends the title You, No one in their right mind Would say there was still a title race If Celtic beat Rangers Go nine points clear And with a goal difference That would be 20 better than Rangers Tomorrow for Celtic Is a title decider But for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst He has to keep the dream alive Never mind Leipzig, there will be no resting of important players. There may be changes that do not necessarily weaken the team, but there will not be wholesale change with Leipzig in mind next Thursday. This is about that separate life form known as Celtic versus Rangers. Right, we will do plenty of that, I'm sure, between now and the end of the show. You can join in on Twitter or on the phones, like I say. Uh, but in the meantime, let's turn our attentions to the three o'clock games, take our first visits to the various grounds so we can get the team news let's start at Tannadice Dundee United against Motherwell Roger Hanna is there yeah, yeah and it's a good place to start because the race for Europe as Mark Wilson was saying really hotting up these two Dundee United and Motherwell along with Malky McKay's Ross County competing for two slots in next season's Europa Conference League qualifiers United one point ahead of the other two at the minute with just four games left and this is the first of the, the post split head to heads Gordon they could really decide which two teams get their passport stamped for next season United they'll fancy it they've already beaten Motherwell twice here at Tannadice this season this is one of the post splitter 
anomalies. The steel men coming up here for the third time in the Premiership campaign. United, Motherwell, I should say, they've only won one at Tannadice in the last nine years. They lost their top scorer, Tony Watt, here in January. And of course, I don't need to tell you, just nine points from a possible 42 in the league in the calendar year of 2022. United did their own setback last Sunday, losing 3-2 here to Hearts. And they've made three changes. Tam Court's bringing in young Lewis Nielsen, Archie Mikkelsen and Mark McNulty with Niskanen, Mockery and Clark all dropping to the bench. I'll give you their team first. Benji Seagrisson goal. It's a bag three of the skipper, Ryan Edwards, Charlie McGrew and Ross Graham. Across the middle, Lewis Nielsen, Liam Smith, Dylan Levitt, Archie Mikkelsen Scott McMahon and up top, Mark McNulty and Tony Water paired on the bench. Eriksson, Sporl, Niskanen, Clark, Freeman, Mockery, Kujuanim and youngsters Lewis O'Donnell and Rory McLeod who are both named in Brian McLaughlin's Scotland under 17 squad yesterday for next month's European finals in Israel. As for Motherwell, Kevin Van Veen serving the final game of his two-match ban and Graham Alexander has eight key men missing through injury. Still no O'Donnell, no Fox, McGinley, Johansson, Maguire, Shaw, Amalazor or Roberts. Two changes from the 3-1 home defeat to Rangers last weekend. O'Hara and Woolery are in for Cornelius and Effort, but Alexander can only name seven substitutes this afternoon. It's Liam Kelly in goal, a back four, Beavis McGabby, Yohani Oyala, Ricky Lamy and Jake Carroll. Midfield, Mark O'Hara, Callum Slattery and Sean Goss. And the front three is Kane, Woolery, Connor Shields and Ross Tierney. On the bench, Cornelius, Efford, Donnelly and Grimshaw, plus three players with just nine minutes of first-team action between them for the Steelmen. That's Victor Nirenold, young Robbie Mann and the backup goalkeeper, Matty Connolly. So it looks as if Motherwell may well have their work cut out this afternoon, Gordon. The referee at Tannadice is Kevin Clancy. We've spent all season obsessing over the fact, Roger, that the coefficient means we've got two, um, you know, two Champions League places available, one automatic... Um, but you know it's maybe gone under the radar slightly Just the impact that it's having on the league With Rangers and Hearts being in the cup final As you say, pretty much everyone in the top six Is going for a place in Europe Yeah, they absolutely are You know Hearts are nailed on for the Europa League qualifying place And even if they lose that playoff round They'll have European football through to Christmas Through the, the group stages of the Conference League But for two of these sides Possibly the two I'm watching this afternoon United and Motherwell It would be fantastic And it would be lucrative as well to get into those qualifiers at the start of next season, bringing European football back to Tannadice and Fort Park would be a real feather in the caps for Tam Courts and Graham Alexander. It was a real disappointing showing though from Motherwell last week, wasn't it? You know, not often can teams get genuine criticism for losing to Celtic or Rangers because these things happen quite a lot. But the nature of the game, the collapse in the second half, a lot of Motherwell fans frustrated at it, Roger. Well, there was a lot of Motherwell fans frustrated before the game with the run of form that they're on. They were frustrated probably for 25 minutes against Rangers and then suddenly with a red card for Leon Balligan, the goal for Ross Tierney, pressured before the break for Motherwell. They really believed that last Saturday was the day they were going to snap out of that poor run of form. And then when Scott Wright scored right at the start of the second half, the belief just drained from Motherwell again. They do have fragile confidence levels at the minute, Gordon. I think missing so many players, you know, the, the injuries and then that suspension to the talisman, Van Veen, he was really missed last week, as you saw. I think he'll be really missed today, but I'm intrigued. Kane Woolery is back in. We spoke about um, his appearances being few and far between in the starting 11 we spoke about that last weekend but he's in the team Marco Harris in the team who always things brings energy and brings a goal threat from midfield as well so it'll be interesting to see whether they can raise their game because these three points this afternoon could well be crucial Right if that's the big game in the race for Europe the big game or 
One of the big games at the bottom Certainly is the Battle of the Saints Fraser Wishart's at McDermott Park It is a huge game Gordon And week on Week in week out Sorry We discuss the bottom six We discuss the poor form of the teams in the bottom six We discuss the implications of relegation And it's really coming to a head here in Perth And you have to think that St Johnson must win this one If they're going to catch St Murn Or even catch Aberdeen for that matter If results go Saints way Unusual position for St Johnson Five points ahead of Dundee at the bottom, so still looking over their shoulder for automatic relegation. But looking up the way as well, and five points behind St Mern and Aberdeen. Of course, the Dundee win against Aberdeen only suits St Johnson if the Perth side actually win, because if St Johnson draw or lose and Dundee win, then the Saints all of a sudden are looking over their shoulders. So it's all to play for, and it will change during this 90 minutes, and I think a tense, nervy game ahead here. St Johnson's form, though, has been the better of the two in recent games. Two wins and two draws in their last five, while St Mern poor form Hugh was talking about earlier about under Stephen Robinson it's well documented a one win in nine games since he, he took over so you'd expect St Johnson to come here with a bit more confidence and it is really win or bust so they have to go for it Callum Davis has got some of his key players back after injury like Sean Rooney who was out for such a long time and Callum Hendry has returned from loan has given them far more of a goal threat although still not scoring enough goals on the other hand limited options to change the teams injuries have hit the squad Stephen Robinson looking a worried man and his team low on confidence so I don't don't expect flowing football today, but really interesting and exciting 90 minutes ahead. Just a wee aside, around this time last year, 12 months ago, these teams met at Hamden in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Change days and almost as much at stakes. And of course, was finished 7th and St Johnson were on their way to a cup double, but huge stakes here today in Perth for St Johnson. Just make one change from the team that drew at Dundee last week, Cleary's out and Sang comes in with Rooney going to centre-back. So 3-4-1-2, their usual formation for St Johnson. Xander Clark in goal, Sean Rooney, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCarthy at the back. Tom Sang, Murray Davidson, Melker Holberg and Callum Booth in midfield with Ali Crawford behind the two strikers, Nadia Chiefchi and Callum Henry. Elliot Parrish, John Mahan, Jason Brown, Dan Cleary, Jacob Butterfield, Stevie May, Theo Blair and Glenn Middleton are the subs. There's been two changes made by Stephen Robinson. Brophy and Power dropped to the bench with Grieve and Kilty coming in and they go with the same formation 3-4-1-2 Jack Anakin goals Marcus Fraser Joe Shockness and Conor McCarthy at the back in midfield Richard Tate Conor Ronan Alex Gogic and Scott Tanzer with Greg Kilty behind the two strikers Alec Grieve and Curtis Main the subs forcing on two goalkeepers Dean Linus and young Kenzie Smith Ryan Flynn Alan Power Ethan Erahon Jay Henderson Jordan Jones and Eamon Brophy and the referee today in Perth is Andrew Dallas you talk about Changed days Fraser Wishart We've spent all week It's partly your fault Arguing about who should Or shouldn't be On short lists For player and manager Of the year At this time last year Everyone was Bumming up Callum Davidson Talking about how he should Get awards And would probably get A big move in the summer And all the rest of it And whilst we're on the subject Of managers You've got Stephen Robinson Who's come in To replace Jim Goodwin And has not had The ideal start Totally, it's an amazing it's a collapse by, by Simon because Jim Goodwin essentially got uh, the final nod from Aberdeen. I'm sure they were always interested, but they had a brilliant run, I think six wins and two draws in eight games from, from the turn of the year. So Simon were in terrific form, and for whatever reason, it's just not happened. And I, I think injuries have played a part. I think the players just losing confidence. There's no real goal threat there. I was at St Murn against Hibs last week, it was awful. Both teams weren't great, but St Murn just never, ever looked like scoring. And that is the problem. That's why they find themselves, of course, like others, 
in the bottom six but uh, it's a huge game for them and I think St Johnson is much more straightforward they're going to go for it they're going to get forward for St Man a draw might do them so they may get caught between two stools I, I think it's a really troubling 90 minutes for, for Stephen Robinson but Calum Davidson's got his key players back you know when you've got a small squad and a small club like St Johnson when you get injuries to three or four key players you haven't got the players to replace them so he'll be glad to have Rooney back who's a, who's a threat from set pieces I said Ella Hendry has made a huge difference to, to his team since he's come back in and uh, I think I'd really interested in 90 minutes and I actually fancy St Johnson to get the three points That's going to be a tense afternoon similarly at Pataudry Dave Galloway Yeah absolutely Aberdeen's lack of confidence is very clear for all to see Gordon with one win in 14 as we mentioned earlier on the show being relegation form they've lost two in a row back to back at home and if that becomes three they could find themselves in deep trouble the feeling among some fans is that their team may just be sleepwalking towards the playoffs. Now, Jim Goodwin says plenty work's been done on the training pitch this week in a bid to boost attacking prowess and sharpness and confidence. We'll find out this afternoon what difference that has made. Of course, Dundee's position looks bleak. Five points adrift at the bottom with just four games to go. But they can take some encouragement at least from three draws in a row. And they made a strong start against St Johnson last weekend before being pegged back. I just wonder how the Dons will handle things if their visitors get on the front foot from the off in this one. Now, as we all know, some of Mark McGee's behaviour has been uh, rather eccentric of late. Goodness knows what he'll do if his side wins here today. To the teams then, and two changes for Aberdeen, Ramirez and Ramsey in for Ojo and McCrory. So it's Lewis in goals, Ramsey, Gallagher, Bates and McKenzie at the back. Ferguson and Barron sitting further forward, Bissawin, Watkins and Hayes uh, behind the main striker, Ramirez. Substitutes Woods, Considine, Montgomery, McGeoch, Ojo, McLennan, Jenks, Polvara and Ruth. A couple of changes for Dundee as well. The men coming in, Sharp and McGinn. Dropping out go Lawler and Burns. So it's Sharp in goals. Across the back, Kerr, McGee, Sweeney and Marshall. Anderson and Adam in front of the back four. Then further forwards, uh, McMullen, McGowan and McGinn uh, behind Mullen who leads the line today for the D's. The subs, Lawler, Fontaine, Byrne, Chapman, Mulligan, McCowan, Robertson, Rudden and Daly Campbell. And your match referee here at Pataudry is Willie Collum. Marvin Bartley is wearing socks, we believe, at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Livy Hibbs, David Friel. Yes, Gordon, it's Marvin Bartley, Darby, and he certainly is wearing socks. He was out putting the... The bibs and cones out and the balls very immaculately and he was, I can confirm to Hugh, I know he's keen to find out, but he is definitely wearing socks after his sports and fashion statement. Controversial one, may I add. Um, it's good news for Livy, David Martindale's back in the dugout after missing last week's win at Aberdeen with kidney stones. Dave in his usual fashion was pretty graphic when he was talking about crawling in A&E with the pain and stuff like that and he wasn't able to travel to Pataudry for the win. But he's on the road to recovery now and will be back in the touch lane, barking instructions as normal, I'd expect. I think looking at this game, Gordon, I think the pressure's really off both teams after last weekend's wins, and you'd expect it to be pretty open. Livy get three points at Aberdeen, Hibs won at St Myrne, and I think that really eased any fears of a relegation playoff or getting into any trouble for either team. It looks, if you look at the table, now battle out for seventh place. I think both started in 41 points, and Hibs are just ahead in goal difference by about two. The Aberdeen win did come at a cost for Livy. Goalkeeper Max Stryak getting a retrospective ban for that bizarre incident with Vicente Bezoan. He obviously should have been red carded. He got the two-match ban, so... 
He's actually going to be replaced by Ivan Konovalov, the Russian. He will come into the placement for his debut, and he'll actually be the first Russian to play in British football since the Ukraine invasion. So it's going to be a bit of spotlight on him. I think David Martindale made it clear in the last kind of 48 hours that he hopes there will be no abuse aimed at him from any of the fans here today. Konovalov is one of two levy changes from that win at Aberdeen. Morgan Boys also comes in for Adam Lewis at left back. It looks like a 4 3 3 formation as normal. Konovalov in goals, Devlin Fitzwater, Ayo Obalai, and Morgan Boys at the back. Jason Holt, Sean Kelly, and Pittman in midfield with Odin Bailey, Owen Blake and Andrew Shinney up front. Subs for Levy are Mealy, Lewis, Longridge, McMillan, Montano, Sibold, Forrest, Soto and Chukwamika. For Hibs, the search for a new manager continues. I mean, a new name seems to surface every single day here. Roy Keane, Philip Coco, they're among the kind of high-profile ones to express an early interest, but I think it looks like it could be a while before Ron Gordon decides in his mind. I don't think he's in any in rush at the moment. David Gray remains in charge and I think that winning pays the last weekend has taken all the pressure off the interim manager but Livingston have won the last two meetings between these teams so Hibs probably do have a point to prove here today. Gray's made just one change from the St Mirren win, Chris Cadden is injured and Josh Doy comes in so it's like a 3-4-1-2 formation, Matt Mason goals, Paul McGinn, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson at the back with Harry Clark, Joan Doyle, Jake Doyle Hayes and Josh Doy across the middle and Ewan Henderson in behind Elias Melkerson and James Scott. Subs for Hibs are Dabrowski, Miller, Jasper, Mitchell, Allen, McGinn. Gregor, Campbell, Bashiri and Del Ferrier and the referee at the Tony Macaroni is Chris Graham Let's get teams from Hearts Ross County with Gabriel Yeah, there's a great atmosphere around Tynecastle at the moment for many reasons that's because their manager Robbie Nielsen has been nominated for manager of the year also because they sit in third place 19 points clear of their nearest challengers they're unbeaten in nine flying high and most importantly everything is gearing towards that Scottish Cup final at the end of May but Nielsen says the expectation is still to win every game and that starts against Ross County here this afternoon. They've still got a few injuries. Uh, hearts are very light on their feet. They've only got six subs, including a few kids. But John Souter, Cammy Devlin and Craig Halkit are all expected back for Hamden. Uh, he's made one change since the 3-2 win over Dundee United last week. It's Ben Woodburn in for Aaron McInef. So we'll go the team very attacking. I must say it could be a four at the back. But we think we'll go with the three in goal. Player of the near year nominee Craig Gordon. Back three of Toby Civic, Taylor Moore and Alex Cochran. Nathaniel Atkinson and Gary McKay-Steven as the wing backs. Peter Harren anchoring the midfield with Ben Woodburn, Josh Janelli and Barry McKay behind Liam Boyce. Substitutes are Stuart, Kingsley, Halliday, Sims, Thomas and Tate. What about the visitors? Well, Ross County have their eyes set on Europe. They're in fifth place, just one point behind Dundee United in fourth. They've only lost two of their last seven matches, and both of them were against league leaders Celtic. And don't forget, they have their own Player of the Year nominee in the shape of the league's top scorer. Regan Charles-Cook has got 13 goals in the league, and he starts for Malky Mackay's men. Mackay has made one change since their 2-0 loss on Sunday. Uh, Concola comes in for Peyton. The team is a 4-3-3 formation. Ross Laidlaw in goal. Connor Randall playing right back with Keith Watson and Alex Jacobetti in the centre of defence. Jake Wilkins on the left-hand side. Three in the middle will be Jordan Tilson, David Concola and Ross Callahan. Regan Charles-Cook on one wing, Blair Spittle on the other and Jordan White through the middle. Subs are Peyton, Samuel Sims, Burrows, Ramsey, Drysdale, Hongbo, Peyton and Monroe. The referee here in Edinburgh is Steve McLean. You're all set up for a fantastic afternoon in the top flight at this stage on a Saturday. We always take a look back on the week's biggest stories and we'll do that next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds And what a Saturday we have in store There is a game that's finished 
down south if you're interested There are big uh, fist pumps and chest banging from Jurgen Klopp Because Liverpool have gone to Newcastle and won by a goal to nil Which of course uh, get, puts them with the added pressure onto your beloved Man City, Gordon Deal. Yeah, they're celebrating finishing second this year, Gordon That's a big achievement below the Blues But... Uh, that was a good a good performance mm. from Klopp because Newcastle have been terrific form lately. Anyway, we've got some big games of our own. We've already given you the team news from the five Premiership matches. The Championship concluded last night, uh, and we've got League One fixtures and so on this afternoon. But on this stage on a Saturday, we usually get all the guys involved. We look at the week's biggest talking points, and Roger Hanna Thursday night mixed into tomorrow's game seems like a good place to start. What did you take away from Thursday's semi-final? Um, similar to what I took away from this month's quarter-final, I would have said, Gordon, I didn't see too much in RB Leipzig that would suggest they're a great deal better than Braga. Um, the result was the same for Rangers, a 1-0 away defeat. Rangers came back to Ibrox and turned around, it took them extra time, but it was reasonably comprehensive in the end against Braga. I, I genuinely see no reason why Rangers can't repeat that and get to the Europa League final um, they've got good players Leipzig but I don't think they're in the, the best run of form at the minute either domestically or in Europe it took a wonder strike from Angelino five minutes from the end to win the game otherwise Rangers would have come out of Germany with a really really good goalless draw and I think Giovanni van Bronckhurst will put all of his eggs in the European basket I think there'll be changes for Celtic Park tomorrow and I think he will gear everything towards turning around that deficit in Thursday night. Uh, Fraser Wishart, Rangers still very much in the tie was the view of the fans when we had our open line on Thursday and Friday. Is that one you share? Oh, absolutely. And I agree with Roger. There wasn't, uh, on, on that 90 minutes, wasn't much that would frighten you. You know, they're obviously a good side, Leipzig. Um, but uh, Rangers have taken on better teams, I think, and won. But uh, I think well done to Giovan Brockhurst as well because sometimes his tactics have been criticised. But... Certainly Tedesco after the game was saying that he was a bit flummoxed by the fact that Rangers did take a more cautious approach, usually far more attacking. That's because Roof and Morelos were, were were out of the team, so you've got to set it accordingly. And 1-0 uh, before the game wouldn't have been too bad a result. I think a bit disappointing to lose such a late goal. So, yeah, McGregor had a couple of saves, a couple of good blocks with Tavernier and, and uh, Bassey in the first half, but he never felt the Rangers were really going to be overrun. But sometimes you just got to put your hand up and say, well, it was a wonderful goal. It wasn't much really you could criticise Rangers defending for. A decent header out. People saying, could Kent have closed down? I don't think so. Just, a, just one of these great goals by, by Angelino. But uh, for, for me, I think the crowd are going to have a huge part to play. Ibrox has been rocking in the last few rounds of, of the European ties. And if they, with them roaring the team on, then, then I think they've got every chance of going through. And 1-0 used to be a, a really dangerous result because if the away team scored, then because of away goals, you had to score three at home. But that's not the case now. So even if Leipzig do score, you know Rangers have got goals in them, and uh, if, if they can get, maybe get. I don't know if Roof is definitely out, but if they can get somebody, if he can come back, but certainly if they can get the crowd behind them and get roaring at Leipzig, they've got every chance of going through to the final. Yeah, David Friel. I'm not sure the Rangers fans pre-match would have been happy as such. You know, in the traditional meaning of the word happy with a one-nil defeat, but they they probably would have taken it, wouldn't they? Yeah, the key to everything was just to keep the tie alive. You know, as Roger said, you know, the same thing happened in Braga. And I do think RB Leipzig showed in flashes why they're up towards the top of the Bundesliga and why they're at this stage in a, a European competition. I didn't think Nkunku had probably his best night, but you can see the quality. But I think it's all there for, for Rangers as well. For me, Kamar Roof is going to be the key, Gordon. I, I, you know, Rangers can try and 
put square pegs and round holes and try and put a rebo up there or Scott Wright and Ryan Kent I think you need a striker I just think you need a focal point and if he's in any way half fit if he can be patched up I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has to get him on the pitch I just think it changes everything I think if Rangers can go at Leipzig with a recognised striker I think they've got a real good chance and Bear in mind as well, Leipzig have got a game to come on Monday night. They're playing Borussia Mönchengladbach on Monday night, a big Bundesliga match. So you wonder what physical state they're going to be in come 8 o'clock at Ibrox on Thursday. Um, Gordon Diel, you, I think you were shaking your head. You were telling me you were holding up bits of paper saying Hannah, Wishart and Field don't have a clue what they're talking no, about. Don't, it, no, 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 no. Don't, don't start. I agree with you. They haven't got a clue what they're talking about. Um, I think that um, I was impressed with them, Gordon. Okay, I thought Rangers... Uh, tactically, first half brilliant. I thought the way they changed it very good, but I just watched them. I had a feeling for them the fact that they looked comfortable. Uh, they missed they missed a sitter. They could have probably had another goal. Rangers, I think, deserved to ride their luck a little bit because of the effort and everything they put in. Take nothing away. This team is a step up. For my opinion, I know what Roger said. My opinion, they're a step up from Braga. I think this will be a massive, massive game. I agree with the boys. I think Ruth has become such an important part. 50,000 behind them at Ibrox can get that first goal. We've seen performances before. They had to come out of that tie, keeping that alive. They've achieved that. They've got a great, great chance now to get into the final. But let's not be kidded here. This is going to be a very, very difficult hurdle to overcome. We had a Celtic fan on last night, Super Scoreboard, uh, a man I christened the Duke of Data because he had everything on a spreadsheet, uh, including why Celtic would win the league title tomorrow against Rangers, but also showing that RB Leipzig away from home in Europe are extremely dangerous and have the, the stats to back up that claim. I didn't think they played at their best against Rangers. I thought they could have had more than the one goal they got. And I do not think the tie uh, is in any way decided yet. I think Rangers will have to take it to RB Leipzig because they have to score a goal to start things off. And there is the possibility of being picked off at the other end of the park. So I think it's going to be an epic night. The atmosphere will be off the scale but I do not think that Rangers are a shoo-in for the final yet. How does it influence tomorrow, Roger, or does it influence tomorrow in any way? Yeah, I think it has to influence tomorrow because um, it is very long odds on Rangers getting back into this Premiership title fight. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst cannot say it publicly, but privately he knows as well. And you saw that reflected in the team that won at Motherwell last Saturday lunchtime, Gordon, when he rested half a dozen. Um, I'm not saying he's resting half a dozen tomorrow. Um, the back four will probably stay intact for the simple reason that Leon Balligan suspended, Philip Hollander's injured, can't see any changes there, but you would think further forward, you know, don't be surprised to see the likes of Fashion Sakala, maybe Stephen Davis getting a rare start, Scott Arfield perhaps getting a start. I think there could be three or four key men rested ahead of Thursday night. I'm not sure about that, Roger. You know, because this separate life form that I always go on about, the Rangers fans, the majority of them, have not yet given up on this title. How do you know that, though? Because I feel like a lot have. You know, we, what, what sort of measurement are we talking here when you say most of them haven't given up? I feel like a lot acknowledge that it is a long way back. Well, you know, we can't quantify, neither you nor I can quantify where percentages are concerned, but the whole thinking of the support is that they never concede anything to Celtic 
If this game tomorrow for Rangers had been against Dundee United Then Giovanni Van Bronckhurst could have done anything he liked with the team And focused on RB Leipzig But this is Celtic And there is a mental image in the minds of the Rangers supporters Of Celtic having won the match Going for their lap of honour around Celtic Park Because everyone will know that Celtic are the champions tomorrow So Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has to have that mental image At the back of his mind as well I don't think there'll be wholesale changes Roger? Yeah, I'd, I'd listen, I didn't say wholesale changing. I, I don't think he's going to throw the youth team in at Celtic Park tomorrow. I mean, if you, if you throw in Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, Fashion Sakala, it, it's not weakening the team significantly from what it would normally be. But I, I think he'll want to keep some of the key guys, some of the guys who have played an awful lot of football, I think he'll want to wrap them in cotton wool because I know some of the fans haven't given up in the title, but more of the support think they've got a better chance in the Europa League than they do in the Premiership. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think they will make changes. I think, I agree with Roger, I think they'll see the magnitude of the game ahead. Um, look, I can understand what Hugh's saying, because Rangers fans will never want to concede anything to Celtic, and it's that big tomorrow, but in the bigger picture, where they're still in this tie on Thursday night, and there's a realistic chance of getting to a European final and winning a European trophy, then... Something has to give. You can't expect your start, your full starting eleven, to go toe to toe with Celtic on Sunday, and then turn up for a game fresh on Thursday. I think that's too much of an ask. Leipzig are playing Monday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder if they're having a similar discussion in German radio. Yeah. You're talking about a tightrope here, Mark. Can you imagine? And you guys will be on air ten o'clock Thursday night. Can you imagine if Celtic have won the title on Sunday and Rangers are out of Europe on Thursday? Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, for all that he has been a revelation, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will get it tight from the Rangers supporters if that's the case. So, so I think he, he I, has to. I don't think Roger's saying, Hugh, that, uh, and he clarified it, they're not going to go there and throw in the youth team. No. You're looking at maybe two or three changes to freshen it up, and the two or three changes, I'd be, if I was a Rangers supporter, I'd be delighted if Davis played tomorrow. You know, I, th- I just think that he's not getting the game time he deserves. I think he's a quality, quality player, and he can con- go and control a game, especially a game tomorrow. Will be so frantic. Arfield is usually a starter anyway, so two, two, maybe well, three. I don't think they'll be. You only have to look at the first Scott game. Arfield, a, well, a I think starter. he plays in certain big games, Gordon. I think he's reliable. I don't. It's not like if I see Arfield's uh, name that team sheet tomorrow, I'm thinking Rangers play, playing no, a week. But no, no one's suggesting that. If Rangers were in the Europa League final tomorrow and everyone was fit, would Scott Arfield start the game? If I was a manager, he certainly would. But the first game at this season at Ibrox, where there were so many changes because of COVID yeah. restrictions and injuries and everybody's looking at the team's sheet and going well Celtic are in a much better position here even though they've got a few injuries and look what happened so you just never know people who come in who have sat on the bench a lot who have watched the strongest Rangers side take them to the European semi-final might just see this as an opportunity just to prove what they can mm. give the team and sometimes that's a more dangerous opponent Fraser you're the voice of reason come on yeah, I was going to come in. I was going to say, you know, three or four changes doesn't mean he's, he's given up or he's rotating his squad or whatever else. Because uh, if you raise an eyebrow if you left any of his six or seven automatic choices. Any time a manager will know six or seven of his automatic choices. So Rangers, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Lundstrom, Aribo, Kent, they will all play. They will all play. So rotating the rest of them 
around that. Mm. You know, Jack and Kamara out in Arfield and Davis in. It's like for like. You know, if he leaves out Tavernier and he leaves out Kent and he leaves out uh, Lundstrom, then you know he's not really uh, he's given up on it. So I, I don't think three or four changes means that he's, he's, he's taking it lightly. Far from it. You know, he'll still play all his key six or seven players mm. because he knows they've got to keep the pressure up on Celtic. However, little the chance that they do have. In the even, you don't want to be losing the league by 9, 10, 12 points, which could happen if they lose. You know, if you're going to lose the league, you want it to be as short a gap as possible. So, so I think, still think Rangers are going to go for it tomorrow and try and crank up the pressure on Celtic. Would Jack and Lundstrom not come into that, though, Fraser? I mean, for instance, they, they'll both be intended to start on Thursday, won't they? But do you think they'll both play tomorrow? Jack might be left out. I think Jack's been taken off in a few games and he has been sort of left on the bench for a few games. I think that's due to his injury as much as anything and just managing his, his comeback uh, uh, Gordon he, he could be one but, but Lundstrom will play midfield you know Kent will play up front Aribo will play mm. up front Tavernier Goldson McGregor they'll all play all the key players will play tomorrow and that, that'll be a, a show that Rangers are still wanted to, to, to win the game Ryan Jack won as I said I think it's to do with more to do with an injury but like does, I actually think tomorrow is a game for Stephen Davis I think Rangers are going to have to keep the ball because if he lets Celtic dominate the, the possession the way they play and the midfield players they've got and the forward players they've got, Rangers are going to have to keep the ball at times and Davis could be a key man in the centre of midfield. I'd play Davis anyway in, in the game no matter what the circumstances were. I think he's a, he's a big a big game player. Yeah, I mean, David Friel, of course, from a Celtic perspective, the tiredness that's supposed to come with European football did not hinder Rangers last time and, and didn't help Celtic. So will, will it be a bit of a, a lesson learned this week for anyone who you know who thought that would be the case? Yeah, 100%. But I think Ange Postacoglu would probably be a bit annoyed if any of his players thought that was the case. And I, mean, I remember speaking to him just before that game and he said he was expecting the best Rangers that, that could possibly be. Um, so I don't think he will be will have been complacent last time. He'll certainly not be complacent next time. And he's got some, we're talking about Giovanni Van Bronckers team selections, Gordon. He's got some big choices as well. Is it Tom Rogic, Mattarelli? Is it Kyogo or Giacomakis? Is it both of them? You know, I think he's got a lot to ponder as well because for all Celtic, you know, the game in 90 minutes at Hamden was pretty tight. It wasn't much between it. Celtic eventually lost the game. So I think Celtic will be wounded by that. And he has to find a way to go and take the game and replicate what he did at Celtic Park in February and then Ibrox a couple of weeks ago. And of course, Hugh, everyone from the outside can say all they want about, you know, that the league's over, Rangers won't come back. There's absolutely no way Ange Postacoglu wants to risk the, the lead being cut to three points with no, a couple of games to go. Not at all. He's been handed the opportunity tomorrow for the Hollywood finish to a remarkable story a man who came here from Japan uh, to the dismay of some Celtic supporters who were googling his name to find out who he was he then lost three of his first six league games and there was a, a mild element of panic about it all for Celtic uh, the supporters in particular since then 28 league games 24 wins and 4 draws He is remarkable In the way that he has Turned around what was Looking like a disaster And turned it into 90 minutes away from the league title So tomorrow There's pressure on him Because it's his ground His fan base And his title In his hands But he has to win tomorrow against Rangers To say Celtic are champions We'll debate this on the open line I'm certain of it Mark Between 5 and 6 um, But David right Celtic have their own Considerations Kyogo Or Jakimakis Or both 
Mm. I don't think both. I know Ange Postecoglou said something similar today, or, or said it could be both, but I don't think it will be. Jack and Marcus, look, he's done great, done great. Ibrox done great at Celtic Park, but if you've got a fitter Kyogo than was shown at Hamden, then you play Kyogo all day long. Just the movement, what he brings, just everything he brings. Yeah, I think he'd be ahead of Jackie Marcus at this stage. But what a good option to have. Yeah, I mean, the bragging rights swing to and fro, um, particularly on the head-to-heads. Roger, I feel like, in the cup game, Celtic certainly went in his favourites and obviously didn't win. So that'll have stung a bit, won't it? Yeah, of course it will. And uh, Callum McGregor, I think, mentioned it through the week um, that you know they're out for a, a measure of revenge in the game tomorrow from the, from the Cup semi-final. A lot of Celtic's big players didn't turn up at Hamden Gordon, so they will be determined, you know, collectively but also individually to show that you know the, the victory at Ibrox and, and the three-nil game at Celtic Park in February, you know, well the mark of their form this season rather than Hamden being the mark of the form. I I, I wonder if as Kyogo. Rather than Giacomakis as well tomorrow, um, Ange Postecoglou certainly seems to like Jota and Maida. The energy he gets, the you know the, the ceaseless running that he gets from the two of them in the wide area. So I think it may be either or between the two of them. Um, I thought Celtic missed the physical presence of Giacomakis at Hamden. But as Mark says, if you've got a fit Kyogo, I think he's one of the first names in the team sheet. Come on then, what do you think? You can tweet us throughout the afternoon and we'll debate it on the phones at five o'clock building up to a huge game between Celtic and Rangers at noon tomorrow but in the meantime we've got a lot of football to get through before then and we will go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are in the studio We do have the top team around the grounds on a Saturday afternoon As we build up to some fantastic Scottish Premiership fixtures We had the Championship concluding last night We've got big games tomorrow It really is all happening So let's go back around the grounds McDermott Park is sure to be a nervy affair Fraser Wishart We've been debating about which game we watch in the studio Mark Wilson's concerned that nerves and tension are going to get the better of your fixture I think it might, but it might be the game to watch. And uh, I was at Simon last week. I remember we had a discussion about is it easier to play away from home than at home in these kind of bottom six fixtures? And, and I think sometimes it is easier away from home. And the Simon fans, not many of them to my left hand side, but they're certainly making lots of noise. And Simon will get a, a bit of support. But uh, it's, it's down again, as I always say, how you start the game. Simon last week were pretty direct, trying to get Main and Brophy into the game. And I, I don't think that will change, but, but it didn't work for them, you know. And they brought Kilty in. And they've dropped Ronan a bit deeper as well, so maybe they're just looking to play through the midfield and get a bit more football played with those two in the midfield three. But their, their tempo was poor last week. You know, they looked a team devoid of confidence. And when, when you've not got any confidence and you're nervy, you tend to sit back and wait for something to happen rather than just going and grabbing the game by, by the scuff of the neck. So the start, the first 20 minutes, I think, are important for, for St Murn. They have to really try and just get a grip of the game. But I think St Johnson will come at them. St Johnson will go to Chifchi, they'll go to Hendry. They'll get their key players forward, Ali Crawford. They're in better form, so I think a really interesting 90 minutes ahead. Let's hear from Callum Davidson then ahead of that one. We can only concentrate on what we do. We can only affect our games. Uh, I think it's important we go and try and win the game Saturday. It'll be a really tough game. Uh, everyone else is sort of fighting as well, so we'll obviously put our best foot forward. We'll have a go, try and win the game uh, and see if we can get three points. I think our home form has been quite good uh, of late, which hasn't been at the start of the season, so... You know, I think it's really important we do that. We, we try and put a little bit of pressure. But once if we can, we can go ahead, I think it's how do we react when we do that. I think we, we've got to make sure 
you know, there's little things in games and situations where we can improve on and we've talked about it and, and hopefully we can get that goal and, and give ourselves a little bit of a breathing space. Now, if we lump the relegation games together, then Pataudry is the other one for Aberdeen against Dundee. Um, I mean, Dave Galloway, the Aberdeen fans, is it a case of looking at Hibs a few years ago and, and realising that, that no club is too big to go down and if you get in one of those runs, it, it can sort of take hold of you? Is that the fear um, in the Granite City at the moment? That is very much the fear in the, the Granite City at the moment, Gordon. Um, you know... Uh, <laughs> The fans, by and large, uh, they have little or no faith that Aberdeen are going to manage to find a way to somehow dig themselves out of this uh, ever-deepening hole that they find themselves in. Um, You know, the last two matches... Um, both of them at home, both of them defeats were prime examples. Yeah, plenty of effort and application, absolutely no cutting edge, and you know, giving away, giving away silly goals has been a problem for Aberdeen all season. You know, the, the defending, it's been shambolic uh, on many occasions as as a unit. I'm not singling out the the defenders per se, but you know, in fact, they are the only team in the UK senior leagues to have failed to keep a clean sheet this year and I think that says a lot they've also conceded more goals from set plays than just about every other team in the Premiership and the crowd they will get nervous you can bet your bottom dollar every time Charlie Adam prepares to deliver the ball remember both Dundee goals in their recent 2-2 draw with the Dons came from this scenario so you know, tense afternoon has been mentioned elsewhere on the programme today And I think that's exactly what we're going to get here at Pataudry It's been a much quieter week for Mark McGee No talk of his heating or his diet or his nudity for that matter Here he is looking ahead to the trip to Pataudry, a ground he knows well We can't rely on them being really poor, you know, and us getting a result We've got to imagine that we're just going to be better than them however they turn out um, so yeah, you know they they have a lot of a lot of good players. Um, you know, we've got a new manager who wants to impress and is still be getting his own ideas over. But he's had another week to work on that. Um, by all accounts, he felt they did quite well last week in in, in losing. You know, which is always positive, and you, you keep a positive spin in it. Um, so I think we can't uh, rely on them doing anything for us. We've got to go and. Earn, earn the right to, to the three points I'm a bit fascinated Roger by the league table and the game that you're at today so Dundee United Motherwell there is only one point separating the sides yet it's probably safe to say perception would have you believe that Dundee United have had a good season and Motherwell have had a bad season is that the old recency bias kicking in because of the, the run Motherwell are on? Yeah, that's a phrase I was going to use, Gordon. You're absolutely right. I think we we say nine points from the last 42 they've taken in in the calendar year 2022. It was only an outstanding start to the season that's really sustained them and allowed them to get into the top six and given them this chance of European qualification. And it is a chance because they play United here today, they've still to play Ross County. Everything's in their own hands. If they get six points from two games... Yourself and Das can get the passports looked out for somewhere exotic in Kazakhstan come the end of July. So they have a real chance. I think it's set up for a really good game. You know yourself, this high vantage point we've got at Tanadice above the back of the main stand. Pitch is looking good. The rain has just started here in the city of Dundee. The pitch will get slick and there is no reason we can't have a really, really well-contested, exciting game as it's just this European slot. And are you keeping Tony Watt and Alan Burrows apart after last time? 
Oh, if you think I'm getting between Tony Watt and Alan Burrows, you can think again. I'm sure they kissed and made up very quickly. They did, in fact. Let's hear from Graham Alexander. Uh, I think they have a, an impact, of course, because you're playing your, your direct rivals, but I don't think they define it. I think um, in the last four games, we don't know where the points could come from. So every game's an opportunity for us, but um, I know the importance and you know taking points off your your closest rivals. That's um, that's pretty standard, but um, you know I don't think one result or, uh, defines your season. I think our record in Dundee is pretty poor, to be honest. Um, if you include Dundee as well, so yeah, it's not a great place for us to go so far. So we're going to have to change something, aren't we? Um, you know, it's it's a it's something that we are aware of. Um, but the challenge is there for us to do something that we haven't done this season then. And at Tyne Castle Hearts against Ross County Gabriel you're getting to see one of the Player of the Year nominees trying to shut out the other in Craig Gordon against Regan Charles Cook Yep that's right Gordon two of the four PFA nominees for Player of the Year and there's no doubt they both deserve it Craig Gordon an absolutely outstanding goal all campaign and for Scotland as well don't forget, and I would say he's probably the favourite to scoop that award, along with the football writers, which we'll find out next week as well. And he is the captain of this heart side that are flying high. Everyone around me, all the fans here in Gorgie, smiles on their faces, unbeaten in nine. They are all thinking about that game in a month's time at Hampden Park. It'll be great to see if Hearts can continue that unbeaten run all the way until the end of the season. But Ross County have their own ideas. I spoke to Malcolm McKay after the Celtic defeat last weekend. He said he knows where his side have to pick up points if they're going to secure European football. Perhaps they would take a point here and then go into those games against Dundee United and Motherwell, try and win victories in them, and then it would be that fourth spot and a Europa Conference League place that everyone in Dingwall is so desperate for. But it promises to be a good game here. Give you a quick run-through of the teams again. You've got Gordon in goal for Hart, Civic Moore, Cochrane at the back three. Uh, Atkinson and Mackay, Stephen out wide with Peter Haring in the middle of midfield. Woodburn and Elliot Mackay behind Boyce. The visitors, as we said, the league's top scorer and player of the year nominee in Regan Charles Cook. He starts out wide, but it's Ross Laidlaw in goal. Connor Randall, Keith Watson. Alex Jakovitti and Jake Loke in centre of defence. Jordan Tilson, David Kincola and Ross Callahan in midfield. Charles Cook on one wing, Blair Spitz on the other and Jordan White up top. Kick-off is just seven minutes away in Edinburgh. Uh, David Friel, Roy Keane's not rocked up at the Tony Macaroni Arena, has he? I've not seen him yet, Gordon. I will keep a wee eye in the director's box, but I've not seen him yet. Um, I've not seen Philip Koku either. But yeah, it's been a big week for high-profile um, managers and football figures been linked to the job expressing an interest it sounds like Hibs have been down in London this week I think Ron Gordon Ben Cell, maybe meeting a few people or, or more than a few people it sounds like that speed dating has been going on down in London and I think in the next few weeks we will see how this all pans out for me the next Hibs manager is in Edinburgh today I think it should be Malky Mackay I think the job he's done up in Dingwall with Ross County has been outstanding I think he fits the bill in terms of what Ron Gordon said about experience and just knowing the game, I think it would be an ideal choice for me. Um, but David Gray's doing a fine job just now. It was a big win last week, and I think I'm sure, as I said earlier on, you know, Livingston have won the last two meetings between the teams, so I'm sure David Gray will be looking for another win today. Absolutely, and our old pal uh, Marvin Bartley's involved as well. Just run through the teams again for us. Yeah, not a problem, Gordon. It is for Livingston, it's Ivan Konovalov in goals, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Ayo Obalai, and Morgan Boys at the back with Jason Holt, Sean Kelly, Scott Pittman in midfield, and a front three of Odin Bailey, Andrew Shinney, and Joel Nibley. 
For Hibs, it looks like a 3-4-1-2 formation. Matt Macy in goals. Paul McGinn, Paul Hanley, Lewis Stevenson at the back. Harry Clark, Jake Doyle-Hayes, John Newell, Josh Doig in the middle with Ewan Henderson. In behind, Elias Melkerson and James Scott. And the referee is Chris Graham. You're all set up then. Five fantastic Premiership matches this afternoon as we move towards the end of the season. Um, one big game in case you hadn't noticed tomorrow The Championship concluded last night So we'll look back on some of the talking points from that one And we'll keep you up to speed on everything else that's happening Across the country as well So sit back at Clyde SSB Is how you get in touch at the moment And we'll kick off the 3 o'clock games next Scottish football's league leader This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're just about to kick off, so like we do every Saturday, let's get another hopeless set of predictions from you three in the studio. What's the ACA looking like in the top flight this afternoon? I'm taking Aberdeen to get a second win in 15 games. If they don't, it's a full-blown crisis and they should turn Sir Alex's statue away from the ground if that happens. <laughs> uh, so Aberdeen to win, Dundee United to, to beat Motherwell. Uh, Motherwell, too many injury problems to overcome. Hearts and Ross County I'm going for a draw Malky Mackay Nominated for Manager of the Year You'll want to Recognise that achievement A draw at Tynecastle A home win for Livy And no socks Bartley Against the uh, Hibs And a home win For St Johnston Against Oof. St Mirren Oh, Easy for me Aberdeen home win Dundee United home win Hearts home win And a draw The last two games uh, I'm going a draw, Aberdeen. I'm going a draw, Dundee United, and three homes, Hearts, Livingston, St. Johnson. Goal flashes with Aspire Industrial Services, leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear. That's us then. We're all set up for a fantastic afternoon. Five three o'clock games in the top flight, big games elsewhere, and another big game to look forward to tomorrow as well. So you can stay in touch all afternoon on Twitter at Clyde SSB, and I'll give you the nod when the open line is here a bit later on as well. The teams coming out at McDermott Park, and particularly McDermott Park and Petodre, tense. Hugh Keevans yeah. nervous. On the other hand, these are elite sportsmen. You're standing. I was going to say standing beside two of them, but I couldn't. Mm. I just couldn't do it with a straight no. face. Um, if you're St Mirren, surely this is just your opportunity to go and end all this. Oh, they win today; it's all done and dusted. You, you know, you should be able to thrive on on pressure. But can you do that when you're in free fall? What if the parachute doesn't open? What happens then is you crash to the ground. Uh, it's glad, dark. I'm glad I wasn't doing my skydive tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Stephen Robinson has to yet to prove that he's the right fit. For St Mirren Nine games Eight defeats So if it's Ten games Nine defeats He's in bother His Skydive Is one of my favourite days On this earth mm. Seriously Just remember the look In his face mm. He was terrified his, his face was the same colour As his hair It was <laughs> grey He was absolutely <laughs> Dreading it You did well You were brave It was a long day I've got All to All for the kids that yeah. was a, I will never be Please. repeated well, I'm sure Someone got in touch With me just the other day To say Do, you, do any of the guys Do they want to Abseil off something yeah. Do you think Gordon, <laughs> You're the man <laughs> do, you think, <laughs> and do you think Gordon DL would do it And the answer was Well He's no, done his bit I, think. I don't well, think so I'm sure Is it not Did giving you, a, a, is it not giving you a, a taste no, I've, For I, extreme I, sports I, I, It took me a bit of time To recover from the skydive I did enjoy it once I'm, I was down obviously uh, But No I'm, I'm, my days Is that where the, the hip operation 
came through was that a result of the skydive the landing nah, unrelated no, no, unrelated no, no, that was the weight loss situation um, it was just uh, one of those days you have to put yourself out there for the kids yeah, that was a, oh St Mirren great yeah up. good save oh. already Xander Clark St Mirren had the chance to start okay. very well there indeed but the big goalie makes the save Hugh you could be right with this game it started lively yeah. uh, I wasn't for it I seen their result in August 0-0 I seen their result in November 0-0 and I'm thinking this one could be the same, but What's that's a lively the, opening. One of the main motivations for any professional footballer has to be, it's my livelihood. So you've got 22 guys here who are playing for their livelihood. Mm. Uh, because you know, if you play in the top division, that brings a certain wage scale. If you're a division down from that, that changes the wage scale. Mm. Yeah, good start by St Mirren You have to say They have started well uh, Lewis Ferguson had a shot early on For Aberdeen That's gone over the bar as well um, Gordon, a lot of the criticism Has been, you know Graham Alexander's team selection at times mm -hmm. We get a lot of Motherwell fans on And yes, look the, the hand's forced a bit today Because of availability issues um, But they're playing a back three And Marco Harras at right wing back he, he, he seems to play players out of position, Gordon. But again, if Stephen O'Donnell's not fit and the Bevis McGabby experiment uh, maybe, is not maybe carrying on, needs or must, yeah. Um, um, I'll be interested. He's changed the system because, and I don't blame him for that. Well, we continually talk about the poor results, uh, the points that he's uh, gathered since the turn of the year. So, as a manager, you look and think, right, okay, it's certainly not working. Let's go to a different way of playing. Let's go to a different system. So I'm I'm not against that, but once again I will say that you just can't rest on the fact that you finish in the top six with the skin of your teeth, and you're losing game after game after game after game, mm. and still there's no pressure coming on you. And your old teammates rolling back the years, Charlie McGrew, centre mid today. Is he? He's pulling the strings. Oh, he's in the very good. The oh, he's got the ability to do that. Got the left foot to spray it about. So yeah, he's in there So some interesting positional um, points to note At the start of that game Dundee United and Motherwell No goals yet in the top flight Let's start off the teaser Hugh Keevans yep. Before we get any further The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football For the best football news and opinion online Quirky won this Acknowledging tomorrow's big picture At Celtic Park Can you name the last seven players To score in an old firm game Whose Christian name Begins with the letter C Can you name the last seven players To score in an old firm game Whose first name Begins with the letter C There we go I'm going to christen this one The C word that's yes. what we'll call the teaser this afternoon Your first half teaser is called the C word C for Carton Can you <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anybody out there is listening C for Clueless <laughs> uh, Yes, so at Clyde SSB You need to send a tweet with all of the correct answers on it And you need to beat everyone else to the punch So that's how you win the first half teaser Get thinking, see what you can come up with And tweet us at Clyde SSB do you know that if you two stand and whisper like two wee schoolboys right in front of the mics, people might still actually hear it? It's him every week. I know, I get carried away because Just I'm write it down and then I can. You don't need to yeah, whisper. That, that makes good sense. Yeah, it does. Don't <laughs> I can read. By the way, he's got some notes scribbled in there. I don't know what he's got. It's a bit of prep work. 
don't know what, What's interesting well, He's it's going to It's the first time in a decade <laughs> He's bothered so He's going to spring it on us I can see it from here It says milk Bread uh, Tea uh, <laughs> Digestive biscuits <laughs> yeah, yeah There's absolutely no chance I'm getting watched don't, don't, don't even get down there I've never started that uh, so goalless across the board then In the top flight Ian Campbell from our broth Is at McDermott Park He's having an, a look at oh. Who could lie in wait in the playoffs As you mm. would do you, you try and hedge your bets At this time of the season Don't yeah. you um, Who was it last night Owen Coyle went He was out and about watching And I think he chose the right one I think he chose the Dunfermline game um, Quite a night in the championship Last night Hugh That's the season finished So we now know Well we knew Kilmarnock yeah. Would win it we know that our both Inverness and Partick Thistle will take place in the promotion playoffs, but at the other end, yeah. it's Dunfermline, Queen of the South down already, and Dunfermline will drop into the relegation playoffs. And that's the, the, the quirky ones always get you. Queen of the South relegated last week. You would think an air of depression would be all around the place. They go to Dunfermline and win 2-1. When you know, their, their goose has already been cooked, but Dunfermline... We're still in there Hanging in there Fighting And they've gone down at home I, I, I'm beginning to feel the worst For John Hughes there It was some night wasn't it? Yeah I, I watched the Wraith Rovers game Gordon uh, Kilmarnock uh, Terrific crowd At Starts Park And um, You know obviously Congratulations to Kilmarnock Being the champions there um, I think like you I think the The Pars uh, They'll be favourites to, to win the playoffs In my opinion But the team that I'd be concerned about is Mark's old team and my old team, Airdrie. I think they're in good form just now. Ian Murray doing a terrific job there. I wouldn't like to play them in a one-off game to stay in the league. And uh, Richard Foster had quite a night. Oh, Mark oh, Wilson, yeah. Yeah, Partick yeah, yeah. Thistle player, um, experienced campaigner, wading into the crowd for an old-fashioned square goal with yeah. one of the Partick Thistle fans. Not the way to go about it, is it? I mean, we're used to seeing him on the... On the TV giving opinions But when somebody gives their opinion He's looking to To get at them So no, it didn't look good Was that your style? Would you ever wade into the crowd? Me? No, no, no I just listen too nice. I couldn't be bothered with that Too nice it's it's a Too line. much of a You know Yeah, yeah, it's a wee bit Too much of a what? Yeah. What were you going to say there? It's a family show, isn't it? <laughs> I take it it wasn't a complimentary nah, it was no. not There's a line you can't cross Right, and, outside, and, me and you uh, right. yeah. <laughs> And I know there's an imbalance Because fans can shout whatever they like at players And they do And when somebody shouts back at them They begin screaming for stewards or police or whatever But there's a line you cannot cross As a professional footballer And he, Richard Forster, has had a long career in the game you cannot get physically involved it's with fans. The, it's the thing. What was he going to do? You know that old fight one. Somebody's hold holding him back. back. See if hold somebody didn't hold him back. What was he actually going to do? Because what, ruin the rest of his reputation and career by, you know, going at somebody and actually physically abusing them. It's just not for me that Where, stuff. It's all no, it's no. all pantomime stuff. When a fan like, usually happens to you doing a lane, never in a pitch. When a fan <laughs> laid hands on an Aberdeen <laughs> player earlier in the season. The fan ended up in court So Oh so did somebody else I know uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a dark period and, Yeah Yeah I kept it for outside The football ground um, I didn't see the incident Actually I must admit My incident I can talk you through it if oh, you want. No, well, no not yours No <laughs> I got on a right time ago. Right, why not? We always look for a bit of inspiration on a Saturday. And tribute to Richard Foster and the Partick Thistle fan whose name I can't remember. 
Give us your favourite examples of when footballers lose their rag. Mm. There we go. We'll leave it as and see rag. See what we did yes, there yes, as well. Yes. Cantona. Um, well, there's your first one. That's the most obvious. Well, yeah. that's superb. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. right. Actually, that that's, that's the conversation over because that's the that's best that, one. You, you just, oh, you just killed it. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Well, when okay. the seagulls follow the trawler, and so yeah. on. Yeah, that was his. Was that his comeback when he was? Anyway, Cantona. I I don't think you can beat that. But has there been a fair few? Well, we'll, let, we'll let the listeners decide, yeah, okay. right? In tribute to Richard Foster and the Partick Thistle fan and their square dance last night, give <laughs> us your favourite examples of when footballers lose the rag. And we'll just leave it there. It can be on the pitch, off the pitch, in the stands, something else entirely. Let us know. I mean, there are a couple that I know for sure will get mentioned. Mad so. McGee. I'm just going <laughs> to steal everyone's answers Sorry I'm just some getting carried away I He's quite like this one I quite like this one Anyway <laughs> So one final shout out Let's see if I can try For a third time And hope Gordon Deal Doesn't right, ruin this one right, okay. On Twitter At Clyde SSB Your favourite examples From across the footballing world With brownie points For Scottish football Your examples of when Footballers lose the rag Let us know At Clyde SSB Send them in We'll have a good bit of fun uh, Reliving them this afternoon There he is There he is Nadia Chufchi What does he need to score today For your bet five. to come up He needs to score yeah. five today Five Listen let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen why don't, we, started at five, why don't three we, we Change the wager Double or quits If he scores today I'll take you to Somewhere other than a fast food joint A decent joint Uh huh A wee uh, night out uh, at the King's Theatre maybe <laughs> <laughs> well I don't think I think that's out of bounds The King's Theatre Because you know right I, I Obviously I'm here to ridicule Gordon regularly That That's that's what we're both here for um, And I, I was none the wise I knew nothing of this And I was driving the other day And I heard Gary Spence On this mm. radio station Reveal That Gordon DL Had been Ejected from the King's Theatre <laughs> on, on Monday night Which That's, that's totally false I was I was in the oh, did see that Monday. didn't he I, I, He did see it yes I don't know And there's like no truth behind it At all Absolutely no truth behind it It's not that. the type of thing You would just make up Yeah mm, Yeah Hugh well, Sounds you, suspicious to if me If you go and see the Jersey Boys then Oh there's a bit of detail oh. Being added to the story <laughs> Then uh, it, It's bound to end up With somebody I saying I heard the news All the way in Chicago <laughs> <laughs> That the was a grey-haired man Ejected <clears throat> From the Kings That's, that's all we're saying It's just a big misunderstanding uh, uh, There's nothing to do with that Listen It's nonsense is it, is I did left? not get ejected from I'm 60 year old Exactly I know how, yeah, to, be, I know how to behave myself mm. okay, Oh uh, what a night uh, I was asked to leave <laughs> <laughs> No I wasn't <laughs> Dumbarton won Clyde nil on 11 minutes So we are getting some goals in Scottish League 1 Just none in the top flight yet Good save Craig Gordon just showing why He's a player of the year contender Randall with a strike from the edge of the box Former Hearts man And Craig Gordon makes the save Did you catch those great stats that Marvin Bartley gave yeah. us The other night Hugh? No, so um, the Livingston analyst got in touch He was listening to the show Yeah, uh, Why wouldn't you And we're talking about Craig Gordon And his role in the, the PFA shortlist And the Livy analyst was telling us That Hearts, despite being clearly One of the best teams in the league They've actually faced the third most Shots on target this season oh. And their expected goals Is a whole lot higher than the actual number That they've conceded Thus underlining just how good a season Craig Gordon's had Yeah I, I was talking to someone today And that they were raising the possibility of Craig Gordon retiring at the end of this season I thought 
not a chance. I mean, he's bound to pick up a player of the Signed year. Signed a new deal, did he not? Have I made that up? Anyway, carry on. Uh, I, I just think subconsciously, Craig Gordon wants back three years of his life that uh, were taken away from him by injury. And you might say, well, he's already got those three years back. He's forty years old and he's still playing. But I see no reason at all for Craig Gordon <laughs> to stop playing. He's absolutely sensational. Do you know what I'm just thinking? When footballers lose the rag And then we seamlessly went into you Getting ejected from the King's Theatre It yeah. could be That could be the answer Right there And I've just had a message in oh, You're going to be sorry we started this discussion oh, Because no, Roger has been in touch And says Dad's accused of being rowdy That's the lowest point since the Waitrose whiskey incident Oh yeah that What's was What's happened? That, that, that was brilliant What's the Waitrose whiskey incident? No, and what happened was I went up to I went up to uh, Waitrose and where I lived in Merns years ago. This was. Can I hide cash? I was gonna say. I don't have you down as right. a Waitrose man. No, anyway. and what happened was as I was walking down the wine and whiskey aisle, right, I I seen two like security people sort of following me, so I started playing a wee game, and I'm thinking they're following me, thinking I'm going to shoplift. So you made them think you were going to shop with. So I was sort of picking things up and putting them in my basket and looking uh, about, you know. And then what <laughs> happened was I got to the uh, the the checkout and decided not to buy anything. And they followed me out the car park to my car. Sounds like the worst game in the world. <laughs> Wait, so, so you gained what, what from this? A bit of fun, but they, they actually thought that I was going to be a shoplifter. And what happened was, but you I, almost proved them right by leaving. Don't prove them you're a shoplifter or you're not shoplifter. As simple as that. Yeah, take something. It looks like don't. you've been busted, but then and what, you've left it and done a runner. Uh, but the good thing was, what happened was, I went down the road and I phoned the manager of Waitrose and complained. Oh, you should have complimented the security staff so they gave a me great a, job. They gave me a fifty pound voucher. <laughs> <laughs> That was brilliant. That was and that was back up within half an hour with my basket. I think I'll go to the prawns. I like the obvious signs at this stage of the season when a team's season is over and they've been out on the lash all weekend because Cove Rangers are losing to East Fife oh, no. just wouldn't have happened yeah. had they not won the league last weekend so they've uh, we spoke to Paul Hartley on the show on Tuesday night was it when you were on Gordon Tuesday I night yeah, was, Paul, yeah. and he had been enjoying himself and the team and uh, yeah they're losing to East Fife and Danny nominated for manager of the year by the sports writers yeah I think we're going to do um, I'm going to try and Set up a, a, an argument between Fraser Wishart and Roger Hanna at half time because you remember Roger on Tuesday was giving it the big and saying those PFA mm. members they don't know what they're on about. Why is no James Tavernier on the list? Just you wait till the football writers list comes out. We'll show everyone that, that we can identify a player, and I mean, and he's right. Carter Vickers is on there, and James Tavernier's on mm -hmm. there. Except the guy who's the top scorer in the league and plays for Ross County has been sure. overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they want to keep in with the old firm guys. Is that what it is? Yes. <sighs> There's a name for them that, that we can't put over there. But these boys sitting there, they know what the name is for them. 
I'm Hugh, well, you're, you're sorry, on sorry, Hugh. Sorry, I know you, were, you, were you used to be one. You get you get player of the year twice. So yeah, but I deserved it. I, I'm banging 35, 40 goals just, a season. That was with the PFA. That was with the PFA. I never get even. Oh, hold on a minute. Every manager in the sports writers, right? I'll go back to this one. Win the league. I told you this, and they get manager of the year except for me. <laughs> We actually uh-huh. couldn't find evidence of that this is, though. That, I looked I, it up That's 100% true right? He's trying to say there was a year when Every division's manager of the year award yeah. Went to the league winner And the only division that didn't do it Was, <laughs> was the division he won see, see, I can't find any evidence of that's that if, I say boys there they, they, If they you're a manager Who spends his whole season Moaning at the press Then they get you at the end of the season, <laughs> they get you. They don't. That's what I'm saying. This is what you're dealing with. That's got to be true. That's something that you will hold on to. Oh, to your no, life. hold on. It's, so you're right. No, Hartley is on the the managers' association one. It's not the football writers. Yes, Roger Hanna. Yeah, Roger Hanna. Don't get one. me wrong. He's, he's still not got any logical defence as to why they've overlooked poor Reagan Charles Cook. Mm. But we'll maybe get to that I later. Was, I was on. speaking to someone who used to work for the Fife Free Press the other yeah. day. Yeah. And he said you were the biggest moaner ever I saw that, was it on Twitter? Yeah Yeah, I saw that He's now with a, a much bigger newspaper But he, uh, he Biggest moaner? I yeah. never moaned in my life If you get a poor mark out of 10 You moaned at this guy Oh well, obviously they're not doing their job correct If I get a poor <laughs> mark out of 10 Are you denying the right to freedom of expression? No, I'm just looking for a bit of honesty. I don't, you know, you're what the I mean? type that would let that bother you. Uh, obviously, it, obviously, I didn't put my hand in my pocket and give you enough freebies. With Roger Hanna says even the boy from biscuits. even the boy from the air advertiser didn't vote for that <laughs> that year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dundee are the better team at Pitodry. Mm. Would worry you oh, well, if you were I, an I'm Aberdeen you, fan. If, if Dundee win that game, it's a full blown crisis at Pitodry because if it's then one win in fifteen for Jim Goodwin. You can't be having that Stirling Albion 3 Edinburgh City 0 19 minutes gone Dale Carrick's got a quick fire double So they are flying We could be doing with Some of the Premiership players Channeling their inner Dale Carrick uh, Right now I told you (laughs) Cove Rangers have had a rough week Uh, East 52 Cove Rangers 0 Kyle Connell On 19 minutes Uh, Let's revisit the teaser Hugh Then we'll get some Okay Can you name The last 7 players To score In an old firm game Whose Christian name Begins with the letter C Can you name the last seven players to score In an old firm game Whose first name begins with the letter yeah. C Oh for goodness sake Fraser's now just telling us That the manager's award's nothing to do with the PFA yeah, It's yeah. the manager's um, we, speak, we speak to them and count their votes But it's their own association Everyone's, yeah. everyone's just trying to pass Told the buck on here Let's just get by today and tomorrow we wish her And we'll give it to them next week Because <laughs> anyway. we're, we're looking forward to our table being decorated because we look after them year in, year out in this programme. So we're all arriving there, looking good. I've got my new shirt and tie looked out, ready to go. Okay, the nose isn't looking good, there's a scab there. I'll need a wee bit of women's... <laughs> Foundation uh, in on fact, that. I see if any of the ladies out there listening can give me a bit of advice here just to cover that up a wee bit. No no uh, bed sheets or anything like that. I don't want any sort of thing. Right, Hugh, you did read the question there, didn't no. you? So yep. let's do some wrong answers... Uh, let me see I'll tell you what A lot of people are getting A lot of them right Nathan Ordo has gone Carl Starfelt Now that was an own goal Wasn't it? Yeah So we're not including that one So mm. we're going back before that um, Tell you what Everyone is very close here Apart from John Tumulty um, Who has he's, To be fair He's acknowledged his mistake He's gone back And he's he's had a laugh afterwards But he put um, <laughs> He's gone for second names <laughs> He's gone Chris Commons Nope It's Chris with a K Anyway yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that's not quite one of the answers, I must say. Lots of people going for the Carl Starfelt own goal. That doesn't count. Stephen Pollock might just have them all or thereabouts. Are they um, a day on this, Gordon, how far back we're going? Well, it's the last seven, but I think the furthest back one goes to about 2007. Ooh, but do you know yeah. what? Do you know what? Don't let that fool you because most are considerably more more recent than that. Yeah. Uh, Scott Connie wants to throw in Craig Bellamy, Hugh. Throw him back out again. Throw yeah. him out. That yeah. would be too far yeah. back. And what else have we got? On I tell you what, this is a this is one of the best attempts all round. I think I think very few wrong answers coming in. That's not to say everyone's got them all. Uh, Anthony Hillis has gone Craig Burley. No. Okay, keep your guesses coming in then on that teaser at Clyde SSB. Uh, don't forget, we're also asking you in a wee tribute, just a bit of fun after Richard Foster having a stern word, shall we say, with a Partick Thistle fan last night. What are your best examples when footballers lose the rag? I love this one from Neil Hood. This kind of popped into my head. This is loosely linked to Scottish football because he, he did come up here, didn't he? Tamuri Kitsbaya. First oh, one that yeah. popped into my head as well. Remember yeah. it? Newcastle yeah. scores, takes the shot off, boots seven shades yeah. out of the, the advertising, advertising boards. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That was great. Did we ever, uh, anyone ever get to the bottom of that? There was no explanation. It was when he was getting his boots off as well. Because that's quite tight. I've got to the bottom of it. He's a dafty. He's a dafty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Willery's hit the bar for Motherwell United. Probably the, the more dominant oh. side, but Motherwell looking threatening. So Johnson just missed the one there. On the break. Um, uh, Reagan Stevenson says Remember Gattuso and Joe Jordan Having oh. a, a punch up at the San Siro during, during his time on the coaching staff at Spurs Remember that one? Yeah. Yes I do mm, Yeah Very Great brave. chance is that, is that Henry there? Yeah, who just, yeah just you know, oh, it by the He post. does brilliant on his left foot Just to fake to shoot Drags it to the right Probably should actually do better And hit the target Gorgic almost scored for St Mirren at the other end too He just missed by not very far uh, Lots of people are replying on Twitter Saying that Richard Foster is a good example But he's the one that gave us the inspiration So we're looking really for for other examples um, Two tweets have come in here Seddy Bear's picnic has got a picture And he says all other answers are wrong And he's got your old pal Is in it a picture with Duncan Ferguson I think we all know the incident Oh yeah that was brilliant uh, <laughs> I don't mean that brilliant. was brilliant. I don't mean that no, that brilliant. way But, but uh, Honestly he made a career out of that That's your pal you're talking about Well he's my best man He got me a divorce So he made a career out of and that And straight away Hugh The next one also says All other answers are wrong And I think this This probably does have to be the winner But we're looking for other examples From Scottish football You and I were both there uh, Oh yeah Fir Park Yeah Rangers 2015 oh, Yeah Bilal Mojny Yeah oh. A punch straight out of the UFC Lee Irwin, on Lee Irwin right yeah. in the dish were we, were we speaking about Paul Hartley there are we drawing a veil over Bruni almost putting me into Loch Lomond? that's true yeah he took but, exception but for, but to for chuck Paul in. Hartley yeah. I, I might have been late for this program. So the, the Mojny <laughs> one takes some beating doesn't it no yeah. are you, so you're, you can throw in players on players there Yes, the question is just well, when footballers the lose their eye. Well, well, Craig Levine with Hogg. Yeah, Fraser Wishart sent that. Come on, you I played. Was, I was there. I was standing five yards away. That's one of my favourite bits of that story because I've known that story for years and I only recently learned that you were there. It was, was, it, was it your fault? It was my fault, right? Because Levine and Hogg, one of them, I think Levine told Hogg to pick me up at the corner and I got away from him and 
I think it was Henry Smith. I could be wrong. Henry Smith gets a great save. So the two of them starts arguing. So Hogg goes up like he's going to be the guy that dominates this conversation. And Levine hit him with... I, I'm not just... I, I mean, a punch worthy of the boxing. It was a friendly, wasn't it? It was a pre-season friendly. <laughs> and <clears throat> we, I went into the treatment room and Hogg was still lying. Basically, I felt for the lad. Cause I bet you did. He was a big boy, but what a punch you him with. Yeah, the Mojny ones does take some beating, doesn't it? Just yeah. for everything. It was the, yeah. There was a punch, there was a kick, everyone got involved. I think, was he not trying to get off the... The team bus outside afterwards. <laughs> Weirdly, just the nicest guy. See if you ever like. See really? any time he yeah. spoke to the press. A lovely guy, like really, really nice, mild mannered. Until um, until he saw the red all, mist. All the crazy ones are, you know, that they they're two different people in one body. The crazy ones, in my experience, have always been really nice guys off the park. What about the the one from Newcastle? Remember. Wee Boyer, Kieran Dyer, yeah. in the middle of the pitch, fighting with shirt, each other. Shirt was pulled. Yeah. Well, if we're I'd, if yeah. we're talking about Richard Foster, giving us the inspiration after last night with the Thistle fan, he fought one of his St. Johnson teammates. <laughs> He's got previous, actually, and they both got <laughs> sent off. Was yeah. it at Hamilton? Hamilton. Oh, it was, sure it was Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay. Not bad. Oh, I've got a couple that I can definitely get on board with here because he won't be listening. Although he always listens back Joe and Andrew Stout said What about when Halliday got hooked before half time Shouting at Graham Murty Glorious oh. <laughs> that, that was entertaining You would yeah. lose your rag though wouldn't you uh, to be, to I did, fair. You know what I did like that one Yeah, Not like against Andy but Graham that was Murty fun. apologised recently for that He said it was the Of all the things that had happened to him at Rangers That was his Least distinguished moment Taking Andy <laughs> Halliday off Over the headstand moment mm. I mean that's yeah, That's well, some beat point, isn't <laughs> I? Uh, And Matt's got a good one He's just sent me the screenshot I was at this game as well See when you when you do this job You, you manage to Get to some of these mad moments Remember Michael Stewart When he tried to boot the door At Hamilton oh, Ackies And he slipped Oh <laughs> I I remember that one. So it was a high tempered game At Ackies I think there was a few players Sent off Or uh, something like that he gets sent off He's going down that tunnel At Aki's And he tries to volley The door on the wall And <laughs> the studs From under him Bang uh, Right In tribute to Richard Foster Last night Get them in At Clyde SSB When footballers Lose the rag mm. Oh there we go What about uh, AKH Celtic Says all this talk About Craig Gordon What about when he lost the rag When Edward chipped him In the final Yeah, oh, I remember that Yeah that I was, mean we just seen We just was, seen Benzema Midweek do that Everybody's seen great And then That was peak Scottish football That wasn't it How it turned into some debate About whether it was Disrespectful <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on Just enjoy yourself uh, I mean I, I'm sure Craig Gordon Didn't enjoy it But come on I think it was uh, A former Rangers player Who made the comment On television That it was disrespectful mm. And uh, that started the, an avalanche just in your day does mm-hmm. well, I take it's your day one I remember seeing videos of Maradona remember Maradona when the fans came on the pitch and the kind of the battle oh, oh no it wasn't the fans it was the, the players, fans yeah, the opposition players like fly kicking each other yeah, yeah. who mean, was it was, was it Bilbao was it against was uh, it one of the, one of our Statos will remind me unbelievable it's a famous I mean, game in the, the, yeah Bilbao and that just sums up your era just full of Yeah Maradona Fantastic players Once again I'll keep going back to you I'll only name One thing Danny McGrain <laughs> Why do you keep mentioning Danny McGrain It was a Copa del Rey final Oh is that what Gav it was says Yeah it was Bilbao I remembered that bit But yeah Barca versus yeah, I Bilbao I mean just watching that nowadays And seeing that Going on you're thinking Richard Foster And Danny Swanson it was Oh Swanson 
So there we go Barney's one I, I don't know if Edinburgh City Are the ones that have been Enjoying their week But Stirling Albion Why would they Stirling Albion mm. 4 Edinburgh City nil. Wow. Dale Carrick 28 minute hat trick That must be the quickest This yeah. season is it That's Got to be Yeah it's got to be My old pal Mark Kerr Now at Edinburgh Assistant manager And Takes him a few weeks to go To say best of luck But mm, that's, that's the effect you have on people Aye I know Quite frankly um, We built it up Hugh To be a big day And it is a big day yep. This doesn't change But not a single goal In the top flight yet oh, Incredible um, Tension obviously Comes into it But I have to say Looking at the St Johnson St Mirren game Chances are plenty At either end uh, And both teams Going for it I think uh, Fraser Will be enjoying the match It's goalless But it's not Clueless um, Annan won Kelty won Callum Higginbottom On 30 minutes um, David Friel sent one I don't know if I'm just on a lucky streak here But I happen to be here as well Chris Commons In Molda Oh yeah yeah Ronnie Dyla When he went nuts at Ronnie Dyla For yeah. subbing him in the coldest night ever Chris had that in his locker A bit So he did he Gave you a bit yeah. didn't he one night Oh well after that Inverness game The famous Inverness game Where we went up there And blew the league And uh, we all got summoned back To Celtic Park for a meeting with a manager just in his office somewhere up there. I mean, Commons would only have just signed it. It was only at the club. It was only at the club a month or so. And anyway, we're you know we're all gutted. Heads are down in the room. Nobody wants to make eye contact with Lenny at the time because you can imagine how he was. And we're going to get it again off him. And Chris puts up his hand and and he starts naming naming the back four and the goalkeeper and a Celtic. Wilson, Izagiri, I think it was Mulgrew, maybe Mistorovic, and maybe it was Foster on goals. No good enough. Concede goals too easy. And we're sitting there going, no, he's got a point. You've, you've just joined the club. Ah, but he was brilliant. Because you know why he was there? He scored two that game. We got mm. beat 3 2. He scored two. Well, quite right then. No. You nah. let him down. So, mm. Oh, we were fuming. Walking, <laughs> it, walking <laughs> at the off. <laughs> thinking he's not. He's, we can't have And him, look, then. years later, there he was. He was on the. It was on the touchline Get to Ronnie Dial But Chris I like Chris I, I got on well Yeah well. that night was strange Because you, you've been on Many of these trips Hugh you yeah. then you're, you're on the club flight If you like back yep. You're on the same plane You're on the, the Departure mm. lounge The atmosphere was Not great no. Afterwards Every Celtic player You know Sitting head down Trying to get a word out Of them at the The mix zone After the game Was interesting So yeah That's a good one I don't mind that at all Oof. I wonder if he, I wonder if Kenny Miller's losing the rag. Queens Park one, be. Falkirk nil. Jai Katongo on thirty minutes. It's another well, the, tough the interesting one for so Queens far. Park. Own coil. I think he was supposed to take over. Was it next season? But he's he's in now. And, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's kind of overseeing things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's. I think he's. You know. He's had big influence just he's, now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's hands on. Uh, but uh, you know, he, he's preparing. The way for next season Needs a clear out there Yeah You know They're bringing in own coil They're obviously looked at things and saying, The budget's right Just What we actually served up in the pitch And what was brought in Isn't he right I think coil will do well there Motherwell much improved now Tierney who scored that goal Against Rangers last week's a threat Gordon He's another one the Motherwell fans Have been hoping to see a bit more of Yeah good Good header last week uh, Gordon Good goal Obviously gives him a lot of confidence Especially against You know if it's one of the old firm teams So Yeah he needs a bit of game time He'll His form will dip at times And then he'll have a good run But it's just getting a bit of game time under his belt And I'm delighted that We're giving youth the opportunity And he's certainly one for the future No doubt about that 
agree with you in this game actually I was I was slaughtering the choice again but even though it's nil nil it's actually quite good yeah. you know nice and open players willing to take chances we just need a goal just to I'm just thinking back to what Dave Galloway said pre-match about Aberdeen you know he used the word shambolic where the defending was concerned he said no cutting edge in attack and here we are 32 minutes in and they still haven't scored against the, the bottom club and the great stat that they've come up with the only team in Britain Aberdeen are the only team in Britain who have no clean sheets this year yeah mm. so uh, Jordan Dundee's, White has the ball beyond Craig Gordon but it doesn't count it's offside if Dundee were to win that match dear me where do you think the first goal's coming from Hugh come on we'll make it exciting Right, I, I'm going to go for, for yep. Gordon. I'm going to go for this game at uh, Perth. I'm going Hearts. I'm not saying which team. I just think Tannadice. Okay, I'm going Town Castle, but I'm not saying Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this from RW because it's always good when you can sort of laugh at your own team. We don't do it enough here. Um, and RW is a Rangers fan, and he says, "What about Alan McGregor booting Mark McNulty and then complaining to the ref when he got sent off? All very strange. <laughs> that, that was odd." Yeah, very odd. wasn't it? There was a few incidents surrounding <laughs> Alan McGregor at that time that you just wondered if everything was okay. And uh, he, was, he seemed pretty angry. He seems to have cooled in a wee bit this season, don't you think? Marginally, yeah. Probably. Well, he's not fly kicking anybody in the back and complaining to the ref. I mean, we're getting the RW sent some of the all time classics. I mean, Zidane Matarazzi, that, you know, oh, that goes without saying that. And a World and Cup if final. You know, if you're talking. Everything taken into account That might be the, the top of the lot But let's see if we can go for more of the obscure Scottish football versions um, That we've maybe forgotten about You know I don't know if it's class is losing the rag But what about Jack Ross going over to the fans And you know it's it's minute. Minute. Nah no, I, always more, I always thought more was made of that than actually. You think so? I yeah I think, I think a fan was I mean giving... he went over But it didn't no, he didn't really? lose the rag, that's what I mean. I don't know if you can call it that, but he was obviously annoyed enough to think, I'm going to go over and try and explain. Nah, I think that's a bad example, Mark. <laughs> um, I will move on from that. <laughs> Colin Jordan, another classic of the genre. Paolo Di Canio pushing the referee. Yeah, yeah. Referee's name? Paul. Oh, Eldersley? No, it's not Eldersley. No. Mm, initial... Something House? No. No. I think is it not Alcock? Oh, so much. Paulo Paulo gave Fergus McCann the, the, his worst moment. Uh, Celtic were playing Hearts, and they were two 0 down at Celtic Park, and Paulo scored to make it two one. Ran in the, the the back of the net, got the ball, and then was involved in a fracas before the game could restart and get sent off. Yes, Fergus so. couldn't get over the fact that two one whole place is going berserk and Paolo managed to get sent off before the game was restarted mm. remember how many came to Celtic I mean we're similar ages Gordon the the white boots how do you pronounce Pantofola Dora that'll, is do. It? that'll do is that close Pantofola Dora well done Hugh actually that's well, look good. at him that's because he's, 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 he's going to Italy in September he's giving it the bigger having said which on that note then You must have choked on your dinner on Thursday night When Gordon DL answered that calcio was Japanese for football yeah. Rather than Italian I don't, I've been to Italy as He well. was even yeah, told yeah. it was a European language we were Well I didn't for, hear the European one I, I, Japanese is sort of a, in my mind just now for some reason That's oh. twice yeah, Do you know what? That's actually why I didn't ridicule you as much as I usually would I thought, do you know what? We can't have another 
Gordon DL Japan. funny moment involving Japan. It's just too many. So it's, it sort of moved on. I'm um, delighted you moved on. It's just one of those questions I got wrong. You've got to accept that. Blair McMillan has got a couple. He says McCoist v Lennon due to Mark Wilson. Yeah, fair enough. Another mm, famous one. Yep. Set up. Do we? You? Oh, set up. Mm. Oh, we do have our first goal. <clears throat> if I can find the right button. Goal flashes. With AspireGlasgow.com I told you it would come at Tannadice And it's for Dundee United yeah. Dylan Levitt with a deflected shot Goes beyond Liam Kelly And Dundee United take the lead uh, Charlie McGrew had been down Receiving treatment But I think he's fine Did he continue? And Dylan Levitt Has Opened the scoring It flew over uh, Liam Kelly from 15 yards Scored a wonderful goal In the previous meeting At Tannadice Between the sides um, They all count as they say So and this one Scored a wonderful goal last weekend Yep, he the, did It's a bit of class this, Yeah, he's a very boy. good player, isn't he? Yeah. Very good So there we are We have our first goal of the afternoon And it's Dundee United 1 Motherwell nil on 37 minutes Well, they had awful problems uh, Apart from their own form Motherwell had awful problems With regard to suspension, injury uh, They're severely under strength And... Dundee United mm. having to get their noses in front You wouldn't see them losing it now Yeah it's actually a really good move up until that point though It's good sustained possession from Dundee United Moving it about quick And lots of intricate stuff at the edge of the box Tony Watt involved Gives it to Levitt And there's just an outstretched leg Just trying to provide the block And it loops it over uh, Liam Kelly So impressive start for Dundee United on the scoreboard The only goal in the Premiership so far and uh, yeah, I think it's Jake Carroll with the slide And it just takes it over Liam Kelly And we have our first goal of the I'll afternoon I'll keep saying it about Dundee United It's kind of went under the radar this year But one of the success stories uh, oh. of the season Now, Tam Courts. Uh, Tam Courts The amount of youth players he gives a chance to His performances against Celtic and Rangers And in the driving seat for European football I mean, how that's not recognised, I'll never know I mean, we're talking about managers of the year Malky McKay's in there Why was Tam Courts now? And we're shout You know it... uh, Mitch Meganson Has pulled one back For Cove He's 5-2 Cove 1 Remind us of the Teaser Please Hugh yep, We'll do one last Visit to it In honour of tomorrow's Big game Can you name the last Seven players To score In an old firm Derby Whose first name Begins with the letter C um, Terry McCutcheon's Another one Who's gone Craig Burley So no. that can't be right Kevin Burles. Kevin Hamilton says Chris Burke No And I love Kevin Hamilton's work He's attached to You know Different emojis Depending on what team He's talking about Made it really easy to follow But Chris Burke Is not one No um, Still people falling For the Starfelt On goal Chanella Frutella Is on And has gone for Carlos Cuellar No Sorry No that is not one In the last Seven uh, Okay I'll give you a couple more minutes on that At Clyde SSB A couple more minutes And we will announce The winner um, I was hoping that would be The floodgates opened In the Premiership now That Dundee United have taken the lead But still the only goal So far uh, They will Look to take that advantage Into the break Against Motherwell St Johnson St Mirren Ain't bad though For a 0-0 no. nil nil, You have to say Hugh It's feisty stuff As you would expect uh, It's the last chance For St Johnston really Unless they Cut the the deficit between themselves and St Mirren, then they're going into the playoff. We're getting a, a real glimpse of Chief G this afternoon. Has he had a shot since he's been in St Johnson? Had a shot and goal. So hold on, because you bet Gordon Deal that he would score five or more, <laughs> and now you're now you're but simply I, looking for a shot on target or a I shot mean, and goal. 
I'm looking at him there, he pulls the ball down at the edge of the box and he, he just he could get a shot off, but he decides to play it you're back. You're not having him just oh, now, you, you're a bit disappointed. Terrible bet. I've put on me. You were hoping that he would still make a comeback. Well, if he scores one, then we're even. Today. We're not even. We're You've even. Five. But if he doesn't score, five. if he doesn't score, like I said, I'll take it somewhere a wee bit upmarket. The King's Theatre. <laughs> Waitrose. Waitrose in the King's yeah. Theatre. I've got a voucher for Waitrose. I'm fine. That dear chief G translates as lump of wood. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. I mean, it's a bit much. Uh, circa two thousand and. 14 Nah no, he was Got the move Yeah yeah Pretty good This yeah. is not 2014 I don't I think know, for 2014 I was still playing then Go on um, they're at Wolves today are they? Yeah they have Yeah they have indeed Alexis McAllister 42nd minute um, Missed one earlier mm. um, Remember the full time result Down there earlier Was Newcastle nil, Liverpool 1 I see Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa Have taken a lead against Dean Smith's Norwich Bit of interest in that fixture um, Down there for sure Just Blackburn Blackburn Bournemouth on the screen there But did you see Tony Mowbray Quite an odd Yeah he was quite very an passionate odd, Wasn't he Yeah Interview and, and And saying that You know There's no contract On the table for him So He's not being disrespectful To the club or anything Quite an odd Was it emotional, the season. emotional yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Right Hugh I think we can Round this off Okay The first half teaser With the Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online The last seven players to score in an old firm game whose first name begins with the letter C are Cameron Carter Vickers, Callum McGregor, Connor Goldson, Christopher Julia, Clint Hill, Charlie Mulgrew, and Charlie Adam. Well done if you get it right. Well done. Gordon DL apparently did, as you can hear in the background. At Halliday 16. Not the real one, I don't think, but he is in third place. Stephen Brown in second, and Nizzy 14 was the winner. Well done to you, Nizzy, and Stephen and Halliday as well. Thank you for taking part. We've got a good Who Am I uh, for the second half as well. So stay tuned for that one, and you can get involved on Twitter. Did you get most of them? We've got them all. Well, you obviously didn't because well, you were no, moaning well, about Charlie Adam at no, the end. No, I said Charlie Adam, he went, uh, no chance. So you didn't put it down. Uh, well, take full it. responsibility did for that, that, Charlie Adam. Did I say yeah. that? Did when that? did he score? 2007 Wait, yeah, 2007, 2007 yeah. must have been kicking a bit then. Left yeah. foot yeah. There we go uh, Right we'll have the Who Am I a bit later on As well We're just counting down the minutes To the end Of the first half Still that Dylan Levitt goal For Dundee United Is the only one In the Premiership This afternoon We were hoping for a bit more But we did say St Johnson St Mirren Aberdeen Dundee Bound to be nervy Not a whole lot to play for Between Livy Hibbs Although don't tell Marvin Bartley We said that mm. And uh, Hearts Ross County Jordan White Has had the ball In the back of the net But it was disallowed For offside mm. I get the feeling That there's going to be Belated drama In these games Perth Pataudry Whatever They're having a good first half In Perth But 
They could be doing with a goal Well it is half time at Tynecastle So let's get the story with Gabriel yeah, half-time here in Edinburgh, Hearts nil, Ross County nil, and it's far from a classic here in Gorgie. The Jambo started with a very attacking formation, 4-1, 4-1, plenty of wingers on the park, and Josh Nelly started brightly on the right-hand side, but the game did die down after about five minutes. Jambo's captain, Craig Gordon, has shown why he's up for player of the year. He made a great save from Connor Randall, 12 minutes in, edge of the box, bottom corner but Gordon pushing it wide. County then started to climb into the game. They had a few chances, half chances, it must be said. Uh, then it was back to Hearts. Uh, ben Woodburn, tame shot from the edge of the box, straight at Laidlaw. Barry Mackay then started to pull the strings. As ever, all good things coming through him. Uh, he's just playing in the hole behind Liam Boyce. He had some great skill, turned his man inside out, fired the ball across, but it couldn't find a maroon jersey. And you must say that County have defended their box very well. And the biggest moment of the half came when Jordan White had the ball in the back of net after 34 minutes, but he was rightly ruled out for offside. Regan Charles-Cook is the other Player of the Year nominee on the park, and he had been linked with a move to Hearts in January. He thought perhaps he would have seen today as an opportunity to impress, but he has been very quiet on the left wing for the Staggies. The draw is a fair score at the moment, and these two seem like they're happy to settle for a point at the moment, with bigger games still to come in the final weeks of the season. Half-time here, it's Hearts nil, Ross County nil. So no goals there. What about the Tony Macaroni Arena, David Friel? Half-time Gordon Livingston nil, Hibs nil, no goals here. Either you say there's not a lot to play for and there hasn't been a lot of action unfortunately. We've still not had a shot in target but Hibs will feel they should be ahead. Levitt actually had opening in eight minutes when Nicky Devlin crossed from the right wing and Odin Bailey almost converted. Harry Clark missed the first three months of his Hibs career through injury but clearly wants to make up for lost time. The Arsenal lone player has been absolutely outstanding at right back right wing back and he's been Hibs biggest threat by a mail. Clark headed over in 10 minutes also sent a shot over the bar after finding space 12 yards out Hibs would have been the better team and Josh Doig shot in half hours hacked off the line by Nicky Devlin Clark again in the thick of things his cross was missed by Elias Milkerson as Hibs kept pushing for the opener Ewan Henderson then a shot deflected over the bar and Clark threatened the game before the break but Hibs haven't been able to find that goal half time at Tony Macaroni Livingston nil, Hibs nil. Uh, any other half time whistles yet I don't think so we do have one in Perth actually let's speak to Fraser Wishart St Johnston nil, St Myrne nil, no goals but a really good 45 to watch despite the importance of the game both teams are really gone for it plenty of chance at both ends St Myrne came at St Johnston for the kick off dominated the first 20 Callum Davidson anxious in his technical area after that St Johnston came back into it it was Stephen Robinson's turn to be animated on the side of the pitch it's only 30 seconds gone with probably the best chance of the half Greg Kilty released Alex Greve, a lovely pass. His touch by Greve was excellent. Took him into the box. His low shot back across Clark. Looked like it had beaten the big goalie, but he stuck out his left hand and managed to turn the ball away. Really good save. It's all St Mirren. Kilty denied by a great tackle by Liam Gordon in the act of shooting. Then a series of long shots he threw in. And a number of corners had St Johnson pegged back. They were really struggling to get a grip of the ball. In the 14th minute, Alex Gogic was inches wide from 25 yards. He took a free kick. It was a poor effort. It hit the wall, but it came back to him and he struck the ball really well in the half volley and it had Clark scrambling across his goal and was probably beaten as the ball went inches wide. Jack Anik clutched a dangerous Tom Sang cross in 20 minutes under pressure from Callum Henry. That was the first thing he had to deal with, but that gave St Johnson a wee bit of impetus. The big keeper was then scrambling across his goal. Good play by Callum Henry inside the box to make a yard for himself and he shot across Anik was just inches wide and again the keeper beaten I think and scrambling to get to the ball. Really lively game, plenty of commitment and tackling 
the rainfall has actually made it a better game. I think the pitch is slick and has got a fair tempo to the game. And Calum Hendry really coming into the game, his last, he was robbed, sorry, the last gas tackle by McCarthy, stopped him when he did a chance to shoot. And then a lovely header by the big striker into, into the path of Croft, almost set him up for a goal, but a good save by Anik as he came off his line. Just before the break, Greg Kilty almost got in the end of a lovely wrong raking corner running pass. The midfield player stretched to get onto the ball, he couldn't get any purchase, and the ball rolled into Clark's arms. You have to think there'll be goals here in the second half if the teams play the same way and it's St Johnson they really have to go for it they need the win so I'm looking forward to an open game in the second half half time made St Johnson nil St Mirren nil it's also half time at Tannadice Roger Hanna Dundee United 1 Motherwell nil at the break a really good encounter here at Tannadice Dylan Levitt scoring the only goal for United to put him ahead at the break but Motherwell feel hard done by a much improved performance from last weekend's defeat to Rangers and they twice struck the frame of the goal before Levitt's opening after 37 minutes Ross Tierney leading the line for Motherwell it's a 3-4-3 formation for Graham Alexander and he almost scored after 8 minutes it was a Dundee United corner well taken under his own bar by Liam Kelly he quickly sprung the ball to the other end it was missed by Liam Smith who was the last man back Tierney ran through Smith tried to get back Tierney did well cut inside him fired a right foot shot beyond Benji Seagrass it looked destined for the bottom corner but somehow it flew off the far post and back into play and United managed to scramble it away they were fortunate again the hosts after 18 minutes Kane Woolery who's back in the starting lineup today at the expense of Joe Effort he came forward there was actually a foul in the build up to the goal a, a, a chance I should say referee Kevin Clancy doing well to wave play on Woolery came through and smashed a fierce shot off the bar past Seagrass but back into play again United at that stage you were second best but Archie Meekison sparked them into life a shot just wide from distance after 21 minutes after a good play in the left by Scott McMahon then another scare for United young Lewis Nielsen back into a back three a move that's pushed Charlie McGrew into centre midfield this afternoon for Dundee United Nielsen almost shot with a headed back pass to Seagrass the goalkeeper having to race outside his box and just get to the ball inches before Woolery and managed to hack it clear and United they took advantage of all those let-offs when they took the lead after 37 minutes clever build-up on the edge of the box strikers Tony Watt and Mark McNulty both involved Dylan Levitt a Welsh international get a shot away Liam Kelly looked to have it covered but I think it just deflected up off Jake Carroll's ankle and flew over the outstretched hand of the Motherwell goalkeeper and just inside the far post for the opening goal United then in a penalty claim waved away in 42 minutes Kane Woolery looked to have shoved Scott McMahon in the bag just on the edge of the box but referee Clancy not impressed at all and waved play on so all to play for in the second half here Motherwell better United ahead and United won Motherwell nil What about Pataudry then Dave Galloway? Aberdeen nil, Dundee nil. The home team almost scored straight from the kickoff. Ferguson's audacious effort dipping just over. Sharp then did well to deal with Ferguson's low deflected drive as Aberdeen had a good opening flurry. But Dundee came roaring into the game and could easily have scored three times. McGowan only six yards or so out. Couldn't connect after Mullins' shot was deflected. Mullins' drive from the edge of the box forced a brilliant fingertip save from Lewis after Ferguson lost the ball, then McGinn crossed from the left for McMullen, who turned the ball goalwards, but another superb stop from Lewis kept it out. Aberdeen did start to threaten more with Barron's low 30-yarder turned round the post by Sharp, and Ramirez flashing a drive wide from the edge of the D as they turned on the pressure. They did look better after Dundee's kind of purple patch in the first half, but the Dark Blues can take plenty credit from their display so far. They certainly haven't played like 
like a team adrift at the bottom of the league. It's all to play for half time Aberdeen nil, Dundee nil. And we'll do a full roundup of the half time scores next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.